0: All sports, all angles, all the news. The Radio Tab Breakfast Show. Well, the Brisbane Lions are back in the winner's circle. Friday night at the Gabba, it was an absolute cracker. And joining us now is the General Manager of Football, Danny Daly. Danny, good morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. What a what a fantastic showing it was from the Lions on Friday night. But then we had the lights out, which made it all very dramatic, Danny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. No, it was a good... Um... A good performance and a good way for our playing group to bounce back. Um, I think I might have mentioned it to you on the show last week. Uh, we trust our players and have faith in them. They, um, when they lose a game in the past, we know that they've been able to bounce back, and you know they took it on their on board themselves to do that, and they performed um, admirably well. And it was a, a terrific performance by the boys.
2: Yeah, it certainly was, Danny. Well done. And what do you think was the big change week to week that you executed for this game that wasn't there in round one?
1: Uh, I think. Um, if you're talking about the, the game plan part, it's obviously the contested ball. We went from minus 40 to plus 30 or whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, you're turning it around 70. It's a turn around a 70. So well, that's got to do with attitude and uh, the mental side of the game. And the boys hunger for the contest, which I hope is there every week, but it wasn't there around one, as we spoke about. So um, they got dirty. Um, yeah, and the result is a result as a result of it. So that was the main thing for us.
0: Danny Fag's not sitting on the sideline this game. He was up in the coach's box. You were seen sitting there beside him. John O'Brown gave you a huge rap, saying you've got uh, great football intelligence and would be helping (laughs) Fag's out. Oh, no, it was very, very, very complimentary of it. Is that going to be something that we see more of going forward? Is that going to be the plan for 2023?
1: I think Fag's he'd try upstairs this year just to see how it goes. He feels like that the players are in a position now as we mature and get a bit older, that they're able to, um, you know, basically run the race themselves down there, that they don't need him. It feels like he's become a little bit extinct down there, but it doesn't mean he might go down there from time to time during games if it feels like he needs to, but I think he just uh, thinks it's a good opportunity to get up in the box and, um, you know, listen to the other coaches and discuss things, and you can obviously see the game a little bit better from up top than down on the bench, so, uh, yeah, it worked well on... On Friday night, so yeah, I think you will continue that unless otherwise thinks that. So, yeah, that's what will happen.
2: Very good. And, uh, yeah, as we said, crazy scenes with the blackout um, so late in the game and a 40-minute period off. It must have been very hard for the players to, to reset after that and, and, and sort of get going again um, to, to finish the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, circumstances are unusual and... It's one of those ones that you know there's a rule in place, but you don't really know what it is because you don't think it's ever going to happen to you. So yep. uh, I think the first five minutes after the lights went out it was more about uh, getting some confirmation from the about, AFL about exactly what, what happens. And the rules are, you know, if they can get a start within an hour, then we play the game. So obviously both teams, you know, trudged off the ground and, and went to their bunkers. So it was just... From now on, in a matter of communicating with the AFL on the ground about what was going on with the lights and whether we potentially would have a start or not. So once we knew that, um, obviously the next part was, you know, coming back out, and warming up, and obviously Melbourne came out a little bit earlier than what they were supposed to, and um, that was probably the hardest part for me, um, watching those guys warming up, but then standing at the top of the race, telling our blokes they couldn't come out. So you know, I'm one to reflect on things, and um, yeah. Maybe I should have fought the fight a bit harder and thought that our boys could come back out earlier because Melbourne were out. But anyway, notwithstanding, we were, you know, we, we held on and one by 11 points. But, yeah, Melbourne had nothing to, to really um, worry about. They just came out and had a crack, and our boys 40 points up were probably trying to save the game a little bit, too much. But anyway, it's a good learning experience for everyone. Yeah.
0: That, was, that was the point, Danny, so... We're going to ask you, uh, uh, did you come out with the mindset? or Obviously, it wasn't in a direction, but do you think the boys may have gone in with, OK, we're up by 40, uh, let's make sure there's no injuries now for these last 12 minutes and we'll just protect this lead because we've already got the four competition points. Do you think it was more of a, a um, let's say, uh, preserve what we have? Um, I'd
1: like to think not. Uh, Fag's addressed that with playing group in the room, so I think... Personally, what had happened is our boys had put so much effort into about three and a half quarters, and I you know, got 40 points up, and then it sort of shuts down. So that momentum that you've got and the intensity that you've got, you can lose that if you sit in the bunkers for 45 minutes. And I understand Marvel going through the same thing, but they probably hadn't performed at their best. Um, and no doubt, Woody would have said to them, you know, just go out and have a crack and run hard, and we haven't done that all night, and like all those things. And, um, they did that um, and they won the ball, and yeah, we just probably couldn't stop their momentum at that point.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I likened it to when you're playing around a golf and you get held up at a tee for too long, you sort of lose that, you lose that flow, so I can understand it. Um, Will Ashcroft, another great showing from him 31 disposals and a goal. For a very young man, you guys must be incredibly ha- happy with his progress so far?
1: Yeah, no doubt. He was terrific. And um, I don't even think in that last two or three minutes, he had about three or four possessions out of the back half. Clearing the ball out for us, which were really important possessions. But, um, had yeah, a terrific pre-season. Um, probably one of our better players in the pre-season. And, you know, like the other 22 guys against Port Adelaide, was disappointed in his own performance. So um, I think he showed on, on the weekend or Friday night, you know, the calibre of what he's about and why we were desperate to get him and um, why he's starting in the middle with the other guys. And uh, he's got to be a terrific young player for our football club. And, um, yeah, he was, he was outstanding on the weekend.
0: That's one of Joe Donahue's best games in a Lions jumper.
1: Uh, close to, yeah. I thought Joe probably could have kicked six goals in the end, missed a couple of shots in the last quarter. But, you know, he's worked right. I know he's been criticised a lot for his defensive aspect of his game, but um, I thought on Friday night he, he was really good defensively. Some of his chase downs and pressure, and um, it's a work in progress for him. But, you know, he got the reward of, you know, finishing off with four goals and creating contest down there and, yeah, I thought, he was, uh, I thought he was very good on Friday night
2: again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, only a couple of days away from, from your next fixture. It's come around very quickly and uh, heading down to Melbourne to take on a uh, Western Bulldogs team who definitely need a win um, on Thursday night. When? What will the preparation be this week? Will you head down to Melbourne uh, early or just the day before the game?
1: Yeah, no, we'll go down Wednesday. So I'm yep. just heading the club now. So our VFL boys played on Saturday and they had a win by one point, which was great. So we'll review... Both games uh, this morning, uh, boys will have a a little bit of a kick and catch today and then tomorrow we'll have our main session, albeit it'll be a bit uh, shorter than our normal one and then we'll um, yeah, head down to Melbourne on Wednesday, um, Yeah, play the game on Thursday night and get back on Friday, so it's a short week for us, but um, that's all good, recover well and then we go again.
0: Zorks was subbed out, was that just precautionary Danny, no dramas there?
1: Yeah, no dramas there. Uh, we just felt, given that he hadn't actually had a game this year, um, it was probably a good move. And, you know, we were 40-odd points up at that stage before the lights went out and uh, going really well. So we thought it was just a um, good idea to, to get him off and preserve him, given it was a six-day break. And, you know, he was he was fantastic, Zorks. What he provided for our group on Friday night was exceptional. And, um, yeah, that was just more precautionary and a bit of grafting um, for the last 20 minutes of the game, to be honest.
0: Now you made mention there that Melbourne went back onto the field after the blackout before the Brisbane Lions, and and Fag said, and you just said too, that that you were told to stay in the dressing room. That's obviously something that you will address with the AFL if they're to ask you about the stoppage, which can go up to an hour. Is that just too long? Do you think should it be brought back to say thirty minutes or or twenty minutes? What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Ah, oh, look from a club perspective, and this is only our opinion, um, we probably feel half an hour is a uh, a long enough time to be able to uh, decide whether the game should go on or not or whether the problem's going to be fixed, so uh, that's just our football club's um, opinion. In terms of the AFL, and to their credit, Laura Kane rang me first thing Saturday morning and had a chat about the Melbourne situation and, and uh, she's dealt with it with Melbourne, so we're happy from that perspective. They're, they're always in communication with us, the AFL, and you know, we have a terrific relationship with them, so we understand things happen and we appreciate it bringing us, but you know, it was it was just hard for me watching our boys down the bottom of the race for two minutes while the opposition are warming up. You know, like that's, from my own perspective as a footy manager and, um, and looking after my players, it was more how, how I felt about the situation. Yeah, but the AFL uh, certainly have addressed it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And um, looking forward to the, the next game. Aside from um, Dane Zorko, we've discussed any other injuries of concern. Was uh, Is, is uh, Jerry Berry's shoulder okay?
1: He's fine, he just had a bit of a stinger, um, so he would have been fine to come back on if, if we needed to, but we felt again that uh, we might as well just keep him on the pints, so he's got no dramas. Uh, Kadeem Coleman should be right to come back this week, um, Darcy Gardner's probably another week away, but outside of that, uh, you know, we didn't get any real injury concerns from the weekend, which was um, another bonus out of the game.
0: Danny, as we said, it's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. You come on whether it's a win or a loss, but it must be easier after a win. <laughs> oh, no doubt it is, boys. Yeah. But,
1: um, you know, you can't pick and choose, can you? You've got to uh, front up all the time. So it's uh, it's nice to talk to you after a win. though. Yeah, I
0: must agree with that. Oh, no, it was a cracker. And against a very good team against Melbourne. Good luck Thursday night, Danny, against the Doggies at Marvell. We'll, we'll talk next Monday.
1: No worries, boys. You have a great week.